Did you know that not all probiotics are created equal? Choose BioK Plus to improve the health of your intestinal flora and strengthen your protective barrier against harmful bacteria. BioK's unique and patented 100% probiotic formula is crafted with a difference, a unique fermentation process resulting in 50 billion live and active bacteria per bottle ready to work for you. Clinically proven, BioK Plus is recommended by physicians and trusted by consumers looking for real results. Taken daily, BioK Plus is an optimal solution for your health. Learn more at BioKPlus.com. New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. Andrea is away today about, I think it was four years ago. My guests will have to tell me. It was either four or five years ago. Andrea and I met this amazing, charismatic, gorgeous, insightful, inspiring man, Cornell Thomas. And he joins us today. It's been a while. So excited to have him back and so sad that Andrea is missing this, but we'll have him back real soon so she can join in the fun. And I always learn so much from Cornell. Hey there. Hey, thank you for the intro. <laughs> it's great being on here again. Thank you so much. Now, was it four? It was four years, right? <clears throat> well, the five? summit was in 2013. So probably like oh either four or five. Gosh, that yeah. is crazy. So you yeah. came up to us and first of all, you're so handsome that I almost fell over <laughs> and you're t- <laughs> just tall and handsome and Thank immediately, you. and it was just your smile and you dazzled. And then you were talking about how you help people find their purpose. And I, I just found you so interesting and so engaging. And we all uh, have a friendship, which is fabulous. And we've stayed in touch and yeah. I followed all the great things that you're doing. And I'm not I'm not alone. I mean, according to Tony Robbins, uh, Cornell is an up and coming thought leader that will inspire you to not only do more, but be more. His book, Extraordinary, will give you the psychology and skills needed to bridge the gap between good and outstanding to take your life to the next level. So, Cornell, let's talk about this. So tell people a little bit about your backstory and how you got into this work of really helping people find their purpose. Okay, well, a uh, quick backstory with me is uh, my mom, me and my four siblings since the since I was three years old. My father, Bobby Thomas, uh, passed away from cancer. So when he passed away, mm-hmm. he left my mom that task of uh, taking care of five kids with no money. So a lot of the, the teachings that I do now is because a direct result from my mom. Because she was just the kind of person that would put her hard hat on and not complain and just go out and work. She was always telling us everything happens for a reason. And things like, you know, like, you know, sit in negativity, you got to keep moving forward. And she was she was a giver, you know. So uh, I started playing basketball at a very late age. I was 16 years old. I was terrible at it. And I just had mm-hmm. my mom's work ethic. So I just worked, 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 eventually got a scholarship, eventually got a contract to play professional basketball. And my whole purpose to that point was to play professional basketball so my mom never had to work again. And then a week before I was supposed to go, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Uh, and I get turned towards the coaching world. I start coaching basketball, training kids, and I realized at that point that my real purpose in life was helping other people. It wasn't to play basketball. And I got into the space that we're in, that we're in right now, uh, about 2012, I just had a different feeling towards basketball. I still loved the sport, but it wasn't the same. And my son was about to be born, 
And I just was like, man, I grew up without a father. Like, I want to be in my son's life. If I coach basketball, I'll be all over the world recruiting, and I won't be around for him. And uh, I just had this shift. So I'm on Facebook one day, and it's just super negative, you know, the usual <laughs> garbage that sometimes <laughs> gets on social media. And I uh, started taking quotes from this positive quotation book and putting it on Facebook. And eventually I started doing my own quotes, and then I started doing blogs and started writing books. And that's where I met you and the amazing Drea, both you amazing women at the uh, Publicity Summit. And I just said to myself after the book was published, I want to go out and start speaking, and I want to share my story. And then in that sharing my story, I started to meet all sorts of people that were lost, that just didn't know, like, well, what am I here for? Like, what's my mission on this planet? So uh, my job, I feel like one of my jobs is to bring clarity for that, uh, to that for people. Yeah, I think that's so cool because it can be tough. I mean, you and I have had so many conversations and I'm always thinking about, should I change careers or where am I going or what's happening? And I'm not doing enough or that I'm doing too much. I mean, it's it's such a hard balance and it can be, especially if you feel like you're really on the wrong wrong track in terms of what you want to be doing with your life, with your career, family, everything. What do you say to people who are maybe uh, like just over a crisis and they're sort of starting over? How do you help folks like that? Well, the first thing that I say is it's okay to be human. I think the problem Mm. with our space is that sometimes people get this message misconstrued. Like positivity isn't just being happy all the time. That's not what positivity is, right? Like you can mourn and be upset and be angry and you can have all those human emotions. That's actually healthy for you. You just can't live in it. So whenever you're transitioning, you know, from from a change, uh, you know, I read somewhere in a book where, Whenever we go through some type of big, major life change, it's the same thing, uh, the same five stages as when someone finds out they have a terminal illness. You know, the first stage is denial, the Mm -hmm. second stage is anger, the third stage is bargaining, the fourth stage is depression, and then that fifth stage is is acceptance. And once you can accept there's a change that needs to be done, then you can move forward. But we get stuck in that fourth stage of depression, or we get stuck in that stage of denial, or we get stuck in that stage of anger. Like, I don't want to change. Why is this? Why do I have to change? Instead of realizing the longer you stay in that, uh, the the further on your life is going. And at some point, you're going to look at to be 30 years of you complaining about something instead of actually going forward and, and you're moving through it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm a big believer and you have to go through it, not around it. You know, I had a big loss this mm. summer, actually two big losses this summer, and it really knocked me for a loop. And I'm letting myself grieve. I'm having days where I'm down and I'm having days where I'm okay and I'm having moments. And I think if we we don't allow that humanness and we try to shove it to the back, it's it catches up with you eventually. It shines through, and not shine is a positive word, but it shows through in other ways, I believe. Yeah, and it's, and it's okay to be human, I just I can't emphasize that enough. Like it's okay to be a human being. You know, like we act like our emotions mm-hmm. are a bad thing. I used to be the same way. I would just never cry or never, you know. I was just I gotta be tough. I gotta, and that's just it's nonsense, right? So um, oh, when completely. you're going through that rough patch, go through it. Yeah, exactly. And then when you come out of it, and of course, there's always moments of sadness and and, and disappointment in life, but you, when you come through it, I think you're stronger and then you can really think about, okay, what's my purpose? What do I want to be doing? What about for people who feel like, well, look, I've got a family to support. I don't like my job, but I can't just go and make these changes. What do you say? 
I say, don't be Jerry Maguire. That's what I say first. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't Jerry Maguire your job. You know, that's another thing that kind of mm-hmm. drives me nuts when people are like, yeah, just jump and the net will appear and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, not yeah. everybody's in that situation where they can just jump, right? Like, so you have kids, you have a family, you got bills you have to pay. You can't just leave it and, you know, have your family on the street. What I say is, while you're doing your day job, right? Like, while you're doing your nine to five that pays the bills, once you get home, start working on your exit strategy. So what do you want to do, right? Start putting out a plan. Like, you got to move strategically. The book I'm working on right now is called Dreamlistic because I'm one of the mm-hmm. biggest dreamers in the world, but I always move strategically. There's a plan in place. So while you're at your day job, start preparing for your dream job by, by putting a plan in action. Yeah. And what are some ways to make time? Because people will say, oh, okay, so I work nine to six and then I've got kids and then I've got homework and then I got to be with my spouse or I got to do this. Where am I going to get that time? What do you say to that? I say whenever you're trying to find time, you'll never find it. You have to make time. How important <laughs> exactly. is it leaving your job? It's like, it drives me nuts. You're like, man, I can't find any time. Of course you can't find any time because if you look at your schedule, you're going to say, oh, I don't have time. I have this. I have that. I have that. It's like just an excuse. You can make time. Wake up earlier. Wake up an hour earlier. Go to go to bed yeah. an hour later. Like whatever you have to do, you can make time, right? It's just going out yep. and doing it. Well, you know, you've met my wonderful husband and you guys hit it off right away. And like old great. friends, And he's great. And he feels the same about you. And 20 years ago, he started writing and he gets up an hour to two hours, actually about two hours early now, because not only does he write incredible horror fiction, but he also does yoga and meditates every morning. So he's getting up at 430 in the morning. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. And then he works a really long day and he works six days a week. But that's his passion. Yeah. And someday, hopefully that will be a career, you know, but. I think if we keep making excuses, it's very easy to make excuses. And and we're not saying this is easy, yeah. right, Cornell? I mean, it's it's exhausting. But how much is it yeah. worth it to you? That's what you have to ask yourself. And maybe it isn't. Maybe you're on a path where you feel like, I want to do such and such. And then maybe you start doing all the extra. And then you're like, I don't, maybe this isn't the right. And I think it's okay to change gears if you feel like there's something else that's driving you more or that you're more drawn to. Yeah, 100%. So if you're going down the wrong way, right, you're driving, you realize your yeah. guess is wrong, why would you <laughs> keep going forward? That doesn't make any sense, right? Pull over, turn around, and go back the other way and, and find your path. So I think once we get we get so hell-bent on going a certain direction, we don't realize that, hey, you know what, the direction we're going could not be the right one. And if it's not the right one, then adjust and move the other way. Now, what about self-esteem issues? Because sometimes I find people that I feel like they don't feel like they deserve success or they don't deserve to be happy. There's something holding them back. Have you seen that in folks? I see that that all the time. And And the one thing I say is if you believe that you don't, I was going to say, the one thing I say, if you believe that you don't deserve it, you're right. Because you'll never, you never get it. Right. If I believe, Mm -hmm. if I say to myself every single day, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to be happy. You're plugging into your subconscious mind. You're telling your subconscious that you don't deserve happiness. And happiness is not going to come because you're never going to be able to see it. So even the moments that you should be happy, it'll, it's going to be like it's like a blind person trying to see. It's just not going to happen. So it's really a lot of it is what you tell yourself and what you believe. 
And that is so important. Like, what are you feeding yourself? If you're planting these negative seeds in your head that you don't deserve happiness, you'll never find the right spouse, you know, you'll never get a better job. You never, as you're saying this, your subconscious is like, okay, sure, I guess this is what they want, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, I never, I, I never plant negative seeds in my head. You know, the world will do that for you. So you can't do that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. You know, one of the things you talked about on here before with Andre and I was about uh, writing things down, which I love, just writing different mm-hmm. ideas down, different plans. And talk to us about that. Yeah, I think it's it's very important to make dreams tangible because dreams are mm-hmm. in our head, right? It's our, it comes from our creative. Yeah. So we wake up, we're like, man, I really want to do this. I want to accomplish this. But if we don't put it on paper. What do we do? We forget because we have tens of thousands of thoughts every single day. So yep. that dream that we just had, that flash that we just had, that could be a flash of brilliance, it could be something that changes the course of our life, it's already on the back burner. So when you have those thoughts, like I have in my phone, uh, just the, on my notes, it says thoughts and ideas. And whenever I have a thought or idea, I'll talk it into the voice memo or I'll write it down because I don't want to lose it and then I can revisit it later. So it's imperative mm. to write down any new thought, any new idea, you never know when that could be a life-changing thing. Yeah, that's true. Now, Cornell, you do a lot of traveling. You do a lot of talks. Talk to us about the different talks that you give. And by the way, your TEDx talk was flipping awesome. I loved it. I've shared it. I've told people to watch it. It's so good. Oh, my goodness. It's fabulous. Thank you. Well, it's funny because that, and, you know, I'm going to share this as a positive summer in Los Angeles, but like the day before sure. that TED talk, I was in the hospital. Right. Oh my and, goodness. Uh, and no, one, yeah, no one, you know, no one knew because like, I just handled, you know, I handle stuff. I, you know, I was, was going to do that talk regardless, you know, unless I was, you know, dead. I was, I was going to do, I was going to do that talk. <laughs> so what I speak about a lot is just positive mindset. And I talk about dealing with adversity, uh, gratitude. When I go into corporations, I talk about teamwork and, culture and you know team, team philosophy like using my years and experience coaching so i just talk about a lot of different things that people are like well who who's your target audience everybody i talk at schools yeah. group homes um yes yeah, I, I talked to a group of uh a, a misplaced displaced people last week at giant stadium you know I, colleges mm. i speak everywhere because we all have that one commonality uh to, we all have that adversity is that commonality between all of us as human beings so my message kind of travels everywhere. And talk to us about your three books and tell us uh, how each one is different from the other. Okay. The first book is called The Power of Positivity, Controlling Where the Ball Bounces. And that book is about my life. It's about people that have uh, impacted me, people that have changed my life. And some of the people were only in my life like two or three times uh, and changed my life. The second book, The Power of Me, Army of One, that's all about the reader. And that is kind of giving you exercises and and like a, like a, like a mini workshop of how to you know go after what you want. You know, like we have um, you know we, I talk about writing things down and goal setting and visualization. And the third book, Extraordinary, which is my last book, uh, that is just a book about what it takes to be great, right? Because the distance between good and great isn't as far as we make it. The difference between okay and good isn't as far as we make it. It's all between your left and your right ear, right? It's all your mindset. So Mm -hmm. that book is just a study on mindset. So that's how they're all different. 
I'm glad you brought up mindset. What what does that mean to you? Uh, it's life for me. It's, it, it means mm-hmm. life because everything is predicated off your mindset, right? Everything that you want yeah. in life, everything that you want to happen, it's just your mindset. So if you have, if you believe that you can accomplish whatever X dream is, right? If you don't have the mindset to back that up, if you're not saying to yourself, I know I can do this, I got this, you're not going to do it. If you want to get up and go to the gym and work out, but your mindset's not strong, you're going to eventually stop, right? So life is mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think we understand that. We, that's the, the strongest muscle that you need to exercise. And we just don't do that enough. So um, to me, mindset is life. It's everything. And motivation too, I think, finding that inner motivation. Because if if you want to have the things that you want in your life, but you don't feel motivated or you don't have the right mindset, that's something that needs to change. And that's something you need to work on. And I think all of your books are helpful with that. Talk to us about motivation and how you find that internal motivation and how others can find that too. Well, I'm very self-disciplined. Uh, my mom, oh, is, yeah. like I said, my mom <laughs> is a lion. She's so I got to see what work ethic was and she kind of taught us yeah. whatever you want, you work for, right? So yep. uh, for me, motivation, I, and I don't even like using the term motivational speaker to describe myself because I think motivation is something more internally, right? I can inspire you, yes. right? And in that inspiration, you can find motivation to motivate yourself. But in terms of motivation, like, yeah, I can go and do some rah-rah stuff, and that will work for the hour that you're in front of me. But I want to inspire you to do that after you, long after you leave me. Like after months after you've heard me speak, I want you to still, I want my words to still resonate or my action steps to still resonate with you. So motivational speaker is just something people understand the, the, the title. So that's why I kind of yep. have to use it. But uh, for me, it's like, I'm just a speaker. Like, and if I inspire you in my speech and, and that motivates you to do something, then that's, that's awesome. But I think motivation is really internal. What about inspirational speaker instead of motivational speaker? Cornell Thomas, inspirational speaker. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I, it's not bad. It's not, it's not great. It's not bad. It's not great. All right. I thought it was pretty good. All right. Uh, let's talk about your positivity summit coming up October 2018 in L.A. What What, what happens there? Tell us about it. Yeah, so I started the summit two years ago. Our first one was in New Jersey. We had it in uh, March, and uh, and there was a snowstorm. Uh, so yep. uh, that was a <laughs> really good adversity. So we had a positive summit in New Jersey. We had one in New York. And then I was like, okay, well, let's do one in Los Angeles. So it's a, the first day, is it's all speakers and workshop. And just I just have these phenomenal freaking speakers. I'm just really excited about to hear their stories. And then the second day, we, we do a pay it forward where we're helping uh, those that are less fortunate than ourselves. Uh, for New York and New Jersey, we did like homeless outreach. I mean, I'm a big action guy, so I don't want to just talk. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say, okay, sure. well, how can we actually make it? How can we actually make a change? So if I'm going to have 150 people at my disposal, man, how much change can we make happen with those people? So um, one day is pay it forward. One day is just self-development. And uh, it's, it's gonna. It's really starting to become a movement, and uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna really sweep over the planet. 
Oh, I think it's phenomenal. Let's talk about uh, the personal growth. You do walk and talk coaching. Tell us about that. That's just a fun, it was just a fun thing for me to do that's different than just being on the phone. Yeah. I think inspiration comes when you're moving. I don't think that's inspiration a great comes idea. really from the couch as much. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, you know what? If I can just get people moving and just walk and talk and you're getting a little exercise in and we can have a conversation, this would be a lot more fun. So I had some walk and talk sessions that were just phenomenal. We just And I lost track of time. You know, so I'm sitting there walking and <laughs> it's like, oh, we went like three miles. I was just like walking and talking. It's just, it's just a really, like, I would love to um, do more of those. Even I don't get, I don't care about weather. Like the one time, um, me and one of my clients, we were walking and just started downpouring. We just didn't care. We just kept walking and talking. It didn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's really cool. That's great. You also do social media consulting, mindset coaching, speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the Ubuntu, I hope I'm saying that right, Ubuntu initiative. Ubuntu. So Ubuntu, Ubuntu okay. is just an African phrase. It means um, we're only as good as each other, right? I am because of you are. I am how because of who you are. So they use that in villages, right? Like we're, if you think about that alone, if I'm only as good as you, I'm going to care about you, right? Because if you're not good, I'm not good. And that's, I mean, it's such a beautiful Afrocentric um, mantra. So what I do with my Ubuntu initiative, that's when I go into companies and corporations and I talk about teamwork and the importance of it and the importance of, you know, caring about who you're working with because if I don't care about you, I'm not going to want to help you. And I, I drive me nuts and coaches used to be like, well, you don't have to love each other. You just have to play together. No, man, because if I don't love you, why am I going to give you every ounce of my blood, sweat, and tears? So that's what the Ubuntu initiative is. My social media marketing, I don't have a publicist. I don't have an agent. All the things that I've done, it's been me just figuring it out. So I've gotten pretty proficient at social media and like real social media, not just okay, if you schedule at 8 a.m., then three, three more percent of your people. No, it's like, this is how you post. This is how you get people, you know, to really be attracted to what you're doing. Give them value. Give them plenty of value. Give The more value you give, the more authentic you are, the more people are going to want to, you know, follow what you're, what, you're set, what you're writing. That sounds great. I need to hire you to help me with that. <laughs> I'm so terrible. I swear, if people are like, she posts one more picture of her and her pit bull, Mr. Baby, I'm just going to flip out. Although people, like, see, the thing is, it's funny. That's just me. I, I, I just love him. And I, but again, social media, stuff like that, there's a point where it's really not about you. It needs to be about helping people depending on the platform. I mean, it's so confusing, Cornell. We should have you back for a whole nother show on that. Cause I think most of the stuff I post mm-hmm. on Twitter is for Facebook, but I got away from Facebook for a long time. Um, and so then now I'm going to kind of getting back to it. But anyway, I, I uh, digress, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, inter- it is, it's tricky though. Right. And, uh, I'm just trying to have yeah. fun out there on social media. But anyway, this is speaking of fun, Cornell, I always love having you on. You're so inspirational. And I'm going to still Thank think you. of you as an inspirational speaker. I love the way you're like, nah, it's not that good. That's, <laughs> that's why we're friends, because we can be honest. And you can tell me you're yeah. sick of my Mr. <laughs> baby pictures. All right, Cornell, tell us all the ways we can find you. Sure. So uh, you can find me. My website is www.cornell-thomas.com. Uh, and on social media, Instagram, Cornell Thomas 34, Twitter, Cornell Thomas, and Facebook, Cornell Thomas. I believe I have like another 350 or so spots for friends on Facebook. So please, I accept everybody that 
Fabulous. And I want to thank you for listening to Naturally Savvy. Again, Lisa Davis, Andrea will be back in the coming weeks. Uh, you can find us on social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Your Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One, the number one. If you want to see pictures of me and Mr. Baby. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay well.